Schultz and Adrian Broadus. Happy Tuesday, everybody. 29th day of August, 2023. With that, we welcome you back to the show. Along with Adrian, I'm Steve. Two hours with you today. We'll take you right up till we get to into UTEP football with Dana Dimmel. Uh, John Teicher will be by, and it will be um, today from Dana's office. How about that? A special one-off as uh, they get ready for what I'm sure will be, um, you know, on-location shows the rest of the season. That's right, Steve. We are happy to announce with UTEP that they will be heading out to Rudy's on the west side. Uh, That will be taking place here soon enough with the coaches show. So that's one thing that we're preparing for the rest of the season. And that's right, on on location shows for the rest of the year, whether it's Hudson's Classic Grill or Rudy's. Uh, We'll have you covered for UTEP football with Dana Dimmel. Fantastic. So that's all coming up here. Uh, beginning at 6 o'clock, and as you heard a moment ago during SportsCenter, uh, John Teicher joining us today during the final countdown. Bernie Olivas is going to be dropping by at 5 for our season debut of the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch. Excited about that, too, considering the implications. This being really the final year of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 will will not exist uh, after this season, so this could be a very memorable uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl for a lot of reasons, uh, but this you know primarily it's the end of the Pac-12. Right. I mean, there's like a short wish list I have, Steve, of teams I want to see here uh, from the Pac-12. It's something that we can't take for granted. This is the last year being uh, the Pac-12 and the affiliation here with the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. All the great years that the Pac-12 has really given the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl have really not gone unnoticed. And uh, I'm just sad that this conference is dissolving because of the poor leadership it has experienced. But nonetheless, there are some really Really, really cool schools that could end up coming to El Paso when it's all said and done. Oh, my God. You're right. We'll talk about that coming up with uh, Bernie at 5 o'clock and then John a little bit later. We'll take more of your phone calls. We'll kind of pick up where we left off yesterday. Uh, it was a busy show. It took calls the entire three hours. 505-6009. That's 505-6009. By the way, as we get started, how great was it waking up at 1.30 in the morning and getting just completely on the west side, taken away by lightning, thunder, huge rain, and like a good 45 minutes to an hour of nothing but pouring storm weather. Now, um, I don't know about you, Adrian, because you live probably about, what would you say, five, six, seven miles from where I live? Yeah, that's fair. That's right. right. Because you're uh, right off North Mesa. Um, how bad did you, did you get a pretty, uh, pretty sizable amount of rain? We did. We loved it. We did. Uh, my wife was, uh, woken up by the thunderstorms around two in the morning, uh, lasted all the way to about four in the morning as far as downpour. And I thought it was great, man. I, I just loved the rain, loved waking up to the cloudy overcast here in El Paso. And, uh, yeah, of course didn't have to water today. That's always a plus. So, my watering days are Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, okay? Yours the same? Yes. Okay. So I had the sprinkler set, and I water at 3 in the morning. 
because I want to make sure that the water actually gets into the lawn and sinks down and doesn't just evaporate, which is why I don't go, you know, six or seven or in the morning. I always go right in the middle of the night. So I get up at one thirty, and I'm like, huh, I could, I could hear the start of this big storm. And I guess I'm at the age now where in the old days I would sleep through this, but not anymore. Now it doesn't take much to wake me up. It really doesn't. So I get up, and I don't get up. I'm in bed. I'm listening. And I mean, first it's rain, and then it's lightning and thunder. And I I mean, the house shook a couple times. And all I kept thinking is, well, two things. One, my 11-year-old's going to wake up freaked out because of all the thunder and lightning. He's probably going to want to go, you know, stay with us. So I was thinking, all right, I'm probably going to have to uh, relocate with him to the guest room, make sure he could sleep and not just stay up all worried because of the rain. And number two, my sprinklers are about to go off at three in the morning, and I got to figure out how to turn them off because they're both outside. All my sprinkler controls are outside, and the and the lightning was right over the house. So from about one thirty, one forty five till two thirty, the lightning was I, I felt like right on top of us. To the point where um, I don't want to go out because, number one, it was wet outside. And number two, if the lightning's right on top, hey, you never know. Uh, you might not be hearing from me tomorrow or today, I should say, if, if, uh, if I went out during the wrong period of time. So um, I waited out the storm, and two things happened. One, Joel slept through the entire storm, which was very impressive. And I got I to gotta hand it to that kid because... Um, you know, it was loud enough that it it would have to me it would have woken up the dead. But nonetheless, he slept through the whole thing, and I was very very happy and relieved about that. So that was the first thing. And then around two thirty, I was able to go first to the front of the house, turn that sprinkler off, uh, and then finally make my way through the soaked backyard area. And I say soaked because yeah, it it really saturated the lawn pretty good. Turn that one off. Then I finally got back into the house, settled myself down, and around 2.45 or so, dozed back to sleep, and then woke up again around 6.30. But the point is, Adrian, last night, to me, that's the best rain we've had of 2023 in terms of just sheer force of storm, weather, rain, with everything. Thunder, lightning, it was the total package uh, last night. Yeah, thanks to FitFam, I saw that on I-10 going west, it was almost flooding like around this time in the middle of the morning or in the middle of the night, whatever you want to call it. But it was just it, it was forceful. Uh, it was well needed. We we desperately needed something consistent and something that would not just uh, wash through El Paso for 20 to 45 minutes and then not look back. Um, it felt consistent and it felt like we really got our uh, our worth of rain that we really needed. So you felt like you were able to get about a good four, uh, two hours worth of rain. I felt like it was consistent. Yeah, I do. I don't know if it was, you know, if it's it went through the entire two hours, but it felt consistent uh, throughout that time. And yeah, I think the only scary, I mean, obviously, you know, my dogs were. Uh, very very startled because of the thunderstorm but it's all good i mean i thought that just us having that kind of rain was much needed i forgot you have dogs uh that's true when we had dogs um this this kind of weather yeah would freak them out it really would they would have the dogs would have a hard time sleeping through what happened last night they would probably be panting and that was usually what I would deal with would be a couple of panting golden retrievers 
worried about the weather when it was like that. Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with two uh, very small chihuahuas who yeah. uh, can, you know, they just get scared. They go under the bed. They don't want to be bothered. And yeah, when, when lightning and thunder come out, uh, they either want to be right next to me in bed or they want to be under the bed uh, where they feel safe. Smart move. Smart move. All right. Well, anyway, um, are we supposed to get that again today or is that going to be probably was yesterday the end of it? I feel like it's so uncertain, right? I, I mean, know. every day I see uh, bright and sunny, and then sometimes I'll pull up my weather app and it'll start to say cloudy and then a chance of rain. It just starts to wash in through and wa- wash out uh, very, very unpredictably. I know. I like it just because it saves on water, but it's uh, you're right. It is unpredictable because like the weather said no rain for 10 days um, a couple of days ago, and then all of a sudden... This happens. It's like you can't predict monsoon weather, can you? You cannot. Uh, Friday, we experienced it all across El Paso Mm -hmm. uh, in the northwest part and then the northeast part of town. And then yesterday, we really got it uh, all across town. I felt like even the east side, they were posting a lot of videos yesterday. Thanks to FitFam, you saw it. Uh, They got a good uh, dose of this rain and thunderstorms from last night. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So... Anyway, that is the highlight to me of, of yes, of, of really what we had yesterday. Um, meanwhile, the story broke an hour ago, what the Angels are doing. What a despicable way to try to break apart a team that was going for it a month ago. And now, they look at what they did. I mean, uh, Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Reynaldo Lopez, Randall uh, Grichuk, and, and, and Hunter Renfro all on waivers? That is, to me, that's crazy. Um, how is that going to even send a message to Shohei Otani to come and sign with the Angels again next season? It doesn't. Uh, what it tells you right there is they're laying down and they're yep. starting to see reality. They don't. They want to start to count all the pennies that they have, uh, you know, in their bank account, and they do not want to spend a single dollar more on the commitment to try to gun for it and win, you know, sooner rather than later. It's disappointing, no doubt about it. They're eleven and a half games out of the wild card right now. Uh, Shohei Otani's not pitching. They are pretty far away from any sort of postseason. Con- intention and now they are just laying down and saying hey this is over this season's done my problem with this steve is why not do it at the end of the season why not do it in the off season when you at least have a chance to re-sign some of these guys what this tells you right here is that yeah they're laying down and uh, for other teams in playoff contention man this could be a great addition for you right here down the stretch no i agree with you i mean look Randall Grichuk is a 32-year-old who's batting 261 with 11 home runs and will give you a presence in the outfield. Somebody. Um, maybe Lucas Giolito could turn it around in Los Angeles with the Dodgers the way Lance Lynn has, his former teammate with the White Sox. I mean, there's plenty of guys that are available all of a sudden that are pretty uh, valuable commodities with the Angels. Like, How do you just take five guys that were all trade deadline guys and just wave them all? What are you What are you doing? Yeah, especially uh, because they dealt away guys like Kai Bush, Edgar uh, Cuero, who is a 20 year old catcher, uh, and he's somebody who is their uh, top prospect. So yeah, man, I'm just I'm really disappointed in all this right here by the Angels organization. And for these guys, I mean, like Giolito, who struggled in this stretch, maybe he needs to be in a winning culture like the Dodgers. I, I 
feel like the Dodgers can feel a lot of these players, whether they're having a good stretch or not necessarily a good stretch. Yep. They just have a winning culture, and they get the best out of each player they usually get. Definitely something we could talk about, for sure, on the program. That would be good. Although Augustine chimed in on the rain conversation. He uh, posted on social media at 600 ESPN El Paso, we need more rain. Just like that, like six weeks in a row of that. That lightning and thunder was amazing. It was amazing. In fact, I wonder, did, did most of El Paso get that yesterday, or was that something that just the West Siders were treated to? I think a lot of El Paso did. Well, I, I only am uh, saying this because of what I saw yesterday on FitFam. Mm. Uh, it seemed like the part that got it the most was I-10 West near UTEP and downtown. Okay. That Those areas were, it was almost like flooding, even on the highways there. I, I hear you. By the way, we need to get FitFam on the show. Can we, oh can, we can we work on that and see if we can get FitFam on the program as a guest? Oh, I'm I'm in. I like this idea. I, would I have his love, number. What did you What's that? I said I have his number. Do you really? Yes. Oh, I, what did you love to hear the story about how they decided to put this thing together from the very beginning and how it's kind of turned into the animal that it is today? I do. I am very interested in all of this. Uh, my question to you is, would you be willing if they said Hey, we're happy to come on. Just don't say our name. Just call us by FitFam. Of course. Okay. Of course I do that. Cool. I don't okay. need their I don't need their name. I mean, we did interviews with Sincata where we never we, we kept that uh, we he was in the mask for crying out loud during the interviews. Remember That's that right. in, the, in the very beginning. You know? It took That's him right. it took him 3 or 4 interviews just to turn the take the mask off. So, you know, that was that was fine with me. I said, "I don't care if you wear the mask. Just come on the show and get the microphone. I don't care. We don't need to know who these people are. Let's just talk to him about the whole concept. I think it's fantastic." Me too, man. I think um what they do just to connect with younger people and people oh. outside of El Paso too uh is really really special. I've been wanting to meet the the uh, the team from FitFam for for a long time. Ever since I heard about it, I said that's what a brilliant idea. I wish I would have come up with that years ago. Yeah, I mean seriously, the, it started off as like a uh, actual a fit page, like a, where they posted content for being fit and stuff like that, and then it morphed into what it is now, which is like a news outlet, which is so weird. It's hilarious. So yeah, do me do me a favor, see what you can do to work on that for the next couple of weeks. That Sounds would be good. That would be fun. It would be. I think that's a great idea. Seventeen past the hour, just getting started here on Sports Talk today. Bernie and forty five. Phone calls coming up, 505-6009. If you were not able to get through to the show yesterday but you want to talk about the UTEP game, uh, we'd love to hear from you. But let's get it started right. Here's Charlie One with traffic update number one. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue. How about the Cowboys trading for Noah Igbenagani? Noah Igbenagani is a former first-round pick of the Dolphins. And by the way, Adrian, I went to profootballreference.com just to get his pronunciation on his last yeah. name because it's a doozy. But uh, <laughs> Kelvin Joseph uh, swapping uh, their second-round pick in 2021 for a first-rounder in 2020, and it'll be interesting to see uh, which cornerback will do better getting a fresh uh, change of scenery. So it's funny. I watched like five videos today right before the show started. I settled on Igbenogany uh, as far as pronunciation um, because every broadcaster had a different way of, of saying it. So I think Igbenogany might be right. Might be right. That's good. Igbenogany. Yeah. Igbenogany. And that was because I watched the Miami TV. So I was that their actual uh, TV broadcast. Joe Buck had it wrong. Troy 
Troy Aikman had oh. it wrong. Uh, you know, you name it. Everybody had well, it wrong. When your when your last name is is spelled I G B I N O G H E N E, yeah, it's a tough one. So yes. Igbenogany, okay, fine, that makes sense. And you tell me, I mean, young guy, um, you know, he's only twenty three years of age. I'll be interested to see if if he's able to shine with the Cowboys. So this move right here tells me that the Dolphins are good with Nick Needham at their slot cornerback Mm. position. Igbenogany, he was somebody who took over that shutdown slot corner role from Nick Needham before uh, when he was hurt all of last year. Kelvin Joseph is somebody who can also play a little bit deeper in your secondary, maybe a safety, weak safety, that kind of thing. Uh, And I don't know, man. Kelvin Joseph is also somebody who came here to El Paso over the offseason, met with people out at the El Paso Chihuahuas game, and I think he was just somebody who might have actually gotten cut from the Cowboys, so now it's two guys being swapped to see if a change of scenery could work out for either of these guys. Joseph only had three starts with the Cowboys, zero interceptions out of LSU, but he was highly touted, so let's see what happens. I'm I'm curious on this one. A lot of trades uh, after the cutdown game. By the way, the fact that the Colts didn't trade um, their star running back, Jonathan Taylor, and instead kept him on the pup list, which means he's going to be out for at least the first four games of the season. What a, you know, that's a, that means I guess nobody offered him what they wanted. Right. They apparently said there were two teams that were close, but not what they wanted in terms of the package uh, coming back to the Indianapolis Colts. I actually, you know, I know that there's a standoff between their owner and Jim Ursay and Jonathan Taylor right now, but for general manager Chris Ballard, I like the move. Don't trade him. Don't rush this right here. Jonathan Taylor is still an all-pro running back when he's at his best and when he is healthy. So I feel like you got you have to get the most return from him. And I think teams will be desperate midway into the season. Let's say one of their running backs goes out and they need uh, a star running back. Maybe the Colts are able to field more from a contender middle of the season versus right now. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, you're right. I mean, uh, they love Nick Needham in Miami. Love him. So he's a guy that, you know, working uh, again. It's such an interesting uh, situation. In fact, Nate uh, just texted into the show and he had a great point. Nate said that Nick can play anywhere in the secondary. He's very versatile and he's smart. So you're, there's a guy that has taken an undrafted role and kept himself on the roster despite the uh, ACL injury. And now he's back, he's healthy, and he's he's picking up where he left off before he got hurt. Right, and he was not a casualty of being cut today on the roster. So that tells me that Nick Needham is valued by that coaching staff. They're bringing back uh, Xavier Howard this year. They have Eli Apple in their cornerback group as well. But they like to have sometimes that nickel corner play for them. And I know that they don't always have it shown, but I would be, expect Nick Needham to either play that nickel role or... Uh, be a perfect sub for either the slot uh, cornerback role or uh, the other uh, cornerback spot, either taken by Eli Apple or Zavin Howard. Meanwhile, um, is Needham still on the pup list or are they taking him off? Do we know if he'll be able to play in the first game or will he potentially miss the first four games of the season? I think he'll potentially miss the first four games of the season due to the due to still being on the pup list. Uh, no sign of him ta- being taken off the pup list right now. So, yes. Uh, actually, this was just Thursday. Aaron Wilson of uh, KPRC Houston reported that uh, he was um, still placed on the pup list. Okay. Yeah, that's what I see. Right now, in fact, he's on the 
reserve pup is what they have. So the reserve pup, and they say that he'll sit out the first four games of the regular season. So, hey, listen, I mean, they, they want to make sure he's 100% healthy. And they probably thought that this trade today, getting Kelvin Joseph, gives them at least a little room for the first four weeks until Needham returns. When you tear your Achilles, you need to make sure that you are 100% back if you're a defensive back uh, player, uh, especially on the Dolphins, who love their secondary. They traded a lot of capital for Jalen Ramsey over the offseason. He got hurt before the season actually started. They invested in, in different players like Eli Apple. So they want to be good in their past defense and protecting somebody like Nick Needham tells me that they expect also to be a contender for the postseason as well. Yeah, that's true. 27 now past the hour. If you want to weigh in, 505-6009. That is our telephone number to get right on in and through to Sports Talk. It's so funny because today is cut-down day, so everybody's getting to 53, but there's no football games until a week from Thursday. So it's weird. Like They get, they get down to 53, but realistically, they've got almost two weeks to get ready for the start of the season. This is the last time where we get to see the rosters looked fully intact. Um, there were cuts all across the, the board today for all different teams. Uh, kickers being swapped left and right. That was really surprising to me. Broncos getting Will Lutz with a Sean Payton reunion and also the Patriots trading Nick Folk uh, to the Titans. Just some interesting moves all around today in the NFL. Yeah, that's true. And Maybe those will even continue, which could be the case. Uh, 27 past right now here on Sports Talk. So, yes, I'm with you on that, and uh, it will be interesting to see what else will happen, if anything, regarding NFL teams trying to prepare themselves for the start of the season. Um, and I'm looking at, you know, I guess some of the other um, you know, moves besides some of the things we talked about here. Um, what are the Cardinals doing? putting Kyler Murray uh, on the pup list, and then getting rid of Colt McCoy? Man, end of an era, Steve. If I'm a a team out there that needs uh, a veteran quarterback as a backup right now, I'm signing Colt McCoy. He's had so many different starts under his belt right now. If I have an unproven starter and I am, you know, if I'm a coach who has his job on the line this year, I want an insurance policy. Give me somebody like Colt McCoy who has that in-game experience. Cardinals, at least for what, what I'm seeing right now, they're rolling with Joshua Dobbs, which is I guess maybe a little bit more conducive to what Kyler Murray's play style looks like. Jonathan Gannon, maybe it fits his play calling as a head coach. I'm not really sure what the Cardinals are doing. I think they're still one of the worst teams in the NFL roster-wise. I was told Clayton Toon might even get the start, the rookie from Houston. That'd be an interesting move, too. I've seen him in preseason action so far. Uh, Has an arm. Don't really like the decision-making. But, again, it's just preseason. So maybe they see something. Maybe they see some potential. And they see that Clayton Toon can be a perfect guy, at least like a a placeholder right now before Kyler Murray is back and healthy. Hey, meanwhile, I don't even know who Tyson Badgent is. Uh, He's an undrafted rookie. Out of Division Two, Shepard, he's going to be the new backup quarterback with the Bears. Yeah, I saw this one as well. This is very weird. I don't know much about him. Twenty-three years old, six foot three, uh, and yeah, plays that kind of dual threat, a uh, kind of, kind of play style like Justin Fields. Remember, Justin Fields runs the ball a ton, and if he's out, then they're going to have to throw somebody who runs his style of offense as well with the Bears. Um, how about the Bills? They're going with Kyle Allen as the backup to. Josh 
Josh Allen because Matt Barkley is going to injured reserve with an elbow injury. So IR for Barkley, which means Kyle Allen is now the, um, you know, at least for the time being, Colt McCoy is on the market, but Kyle Allen is now your backup quarterback in Buffalo. So now you have Kyle Allen who spent time with the Texans, with the Panthers, with the Commanders. He's he's really journeyed across the NFL as a backup. And let's see what he could do here as a backup to Josh Allen. If they lose Josh Allen, though, uh, there's some trouble in Buffalo. Miami's backup quarterback is Matt White, who's been dealing with a concussion uh, after going from the Jets to Miami. And then um, they also have Skylar Thompson on the roster. So the former um, K-State quarterback. So that's interesting. Um, And then I guess, you know, the one thing that surprised me a little bit was the fact that Bailey Zappi was cut today by New England. Again, listen, I am the president of the Bailey Zappi fan club, and I hope somebody uh, picks him up because – I still believe that is a guy that could be pretty valuable in the long run. Me too. I mean, it was a weird day for the Patriots, trading away Nick Folk, releasing not only Bailey Zappi, but also Malik Cunningham, who yep. they uh, took out of LS, or excuse me, Louisville. And I'm surprised by all of that right there. I mean, you're really going to roll into the season with only Mac Jones as your quarterback and no one else knowing your offense? Not even a backup. They've Right now they've got zero backups. So that means if Mac Jones gets hurt, they don't even have a quarterback to play right now. So they're obviously going to make a signing, but who is it? it and know. if it's like a Brian Hoyer or something like that, then that doesn't Maybe make Maybe Colt any, McCoy. Maybe Colt McCoy. I mean, that would maybe uh, make a little bit more sense, but I thought the Patriots wanted to at least gun for the postseason instead of just relying on Mac Jones to be good for 17 games. You think they take Carson Wentz? Maybe. That's a that's a name for sure. That's right. definitely a uh, player. More reaction from Cutdown Day here today, and we'll get to the phones as well. 32 passed as we go to Adrian and this bottom of the hour Sports Center update. That's uh, 34 past the hour. Let's go to Memphis Drew. He joins us next here on Sports Talk. Drew, good afternoon. Thanks for the call. Hey, how you doing, Steve? That storm also woke me up, and it was hard to go back to sleep, man. It was really thundering and lightning last night. Where were you? What part of town were you at last night? Yeah, I'm over here about uh, uh, less than a mile from Franklin High School. Hey, I might be able to walk to your house, Drew. Who knows? We could be be neighbors without even realizing it. That's great. Okay. Now, uh, the national hits on TV, they say the Arizona Cardinals are already – Tank and they're, they're looking for the, the yep. big quarterback coming out next year. Yeah, but don't they already owe Kyler Murray like a fortune through the next you know three four years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking to. Yeah, they say this next guy. I don't know his name, but they say he's uh, maybe the next Mahomes. You know, in college football. You know um, what I'm talking about? Yeah, Caleb Williams. I think you're talking about the quarterback yeah. out of USC, yeah. Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah. He's a Heisman Trophy winner last season. Yeah, yeah. Um, other news, uh, SMU uh, trying to get go to the what uh, ACC? Yes. Uh, good riddance. Good riddance. I hope they leave. Oh, you're uh, sick of that? You're sick of uh, SMU? Uh, yeah, they're certain. Uh, you know, Houston and 
uh, the other school, they yeah. left the American Athletic uh, Conference. Uh, uh, I think Memphis uh, should stay where they're at. I think they got a brand name, both in uh, college and professional basketball. When that, whenever Memphis comes to town, uh, the visiting uh, teams, they, the attendance, you know, rises. So yep. I think we have a brand name, Memphis. There you so, go. All right. Uh, I like that. Good. I think Memphis okay. eventually. I think Memphis eventually could head to the uh, to the Power Five. Drew, we've we've talked about that on this show. I mean, it does make sense that as schools try to position themselves to get in, Memphis as big a market as they are with with FedEx dollars, I could see that happening. Yeah, I don't think it makes any difference in football anyway, because it's going to be probably SEC anyway. Okay, now another subject. Uh, who you think is going to get the most rushing yards, uh, Pollard or Aaron Jones? Between those two, I'll go yeah. Jones. I, I just don't know if Pollard's going to be able to stay healthy enough this season coming off that injury. That's tough. I mean, a major injury like that, it's difficult to see if he you know comes back and hasn't missed a beat. So, um, Although I do think they'll probably showcase Pollard in Dallas more than Jones in Green Bay because they have A.J. Dillon. So... I guess the safe bet would be Pollard if he stays healthy, but if you think Pollard's going to be slow to come back, then then go in Showtime. What about you, uh, Adrian? What do you think? So I would take Showtime in just that I think everybody's overlooking the Packers. I really, I think I've made. Um, we've talked about this a lot over the off season, but I really think that they are not getting a lot of uh, recognition, looks, and all that. And the Packers could win that division easily right now. I'm really not sold on the Lions or the Vikings. Nobody is giving the Pack. People basically said the Packers are going to be last it's going to be a complete rebuilding season what do you think drew uh they may surprise a little bit they may surprise a little bit do you see them? i'll get off yeah do you Go see ahead. them as a uh, do you see them as a division uh, pick like adrian just said uh they'll be battling for the division but uh, i wouldn't bet any money on it hey what do you think of that akuna Incident. They they need more security on the field. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, you man. you can't have fans running on trying to take selfies. I mean, and that that first fan was really wound up. My God, it took like three security to get him off the field, and that dude just didn't want to leave. So yeah, they got to do a better job. There's no reason why. It's kind of scary that fans could just run on the field, and you know those guys wanted to take photos. What if they wanted to attack a player? Then what? That's the the way the world is today, I guess. They want, you know, internet publicity or something. Well, but listen, you know, we say that's the way the world is. Remember that great footage of Hank Aaron when he broke Babe yeah. Ruth's record and yeah. those fans ran around the bases with him in 1974 on his way home? I mean, again, that, that shouldn't have happened then, and that's 50 years ago. And you had a couple of fans that just hopped the fence and decided they wanted to run with Hank Aaron around the bases, which is kind of scary given the circumstances. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, have a great day. Bye. Appreciate the call. Thanks for getting in. 505-6009. Fans, I mean, that's the thing. Fans have been out on the field before, but to see it the way it went down where one fan ran on and another one did, I'm like, you, you, 
you can't let that happen. It was messy, man. I did not like that whatsoever. Um, I thought that as the video continued, it also got more cringe. And uh, when that second fan comes in as well, it's like, man, this is just uh, complete disarray as far as what's going on on the field. If I was Acuna, I'd just try to run away from those guys. Or yeah. you, Because you're right. Like, what, Who's to say those guys are just going to take a selfie with you and hug you? That's kind of weird. Oh, Not as weird as what happened in Chicago last week with the, uh, the shooting. You heard about that, right? Oh, no, what happened with this one? Well, they found out that it was a woman who accidentally uh, shot and grazed herself who had the gun and apparently, get this, brought it into the ballpark. Um, guaranteed rate field, which is uh, Comiskey, where the, um, where the White Sox play, and she smuggled it in her belly fat. So apparently she has folds in her stomach and decided she would sneak a gun in through the folds in her belly fat. And then it went off during the game and grazed her and another female fan. That is scary. I mean, that uh, from a security standpoint, scary that somebody was able to do that and yep. bring that in. Uh, and it's also even more terrifying that this was shot. You know, the oh, gun yeah. was fired off. This is so, so scary right there. I'm telling you, that's even crazier. So 20 in front of five as we continue here on Sports Talk. Coming up in uh, 20 minutes or so, Bernie Olivas and the season debut of the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch. Super excited about that. But right now, let's go to ABC 7 News. It's next. And then right back here, more phone calls, 600 ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue right now, 48 past the hour. You know, a lot of you out there are still uh, in the process of looking for a home. And when it's about uh, finding an agent who can get you top dollar uh, for your home, especially if you're trying to sell your house, you need somebody who's trustworthy, experienced, and also effective. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now who to talk to. He's my friend, Brian Birds. And you want to know why? Every single time, it's about getting results. Just look at what happened with Russ and Ruth. You know, they had a big move ahead. They were selling their Northeast El Paso home and jetting off to another state. But no room for error here. That's why Brian Birds and his amazing team came into play. They listed that house for a cool $205,000, and boom, multiple offers flooded in. You know, with regular updates and a seamless process, Russ and Ruth didn't just sell, they thrived. Brian got them an overlist price offer and helped them manage their closing process quickly and securely. In fact, navigating the complex world of real estate was a breeze with Brian He's the trust factor we all need. That's what Russ and Ruth said. That's, uh, man, what they call expertise, thanks to Brian Bird. And now, uh, remember, folks, when you are dealing with Brian Bird's or the Brian Bird's home selling team powered by EXP Realty, you're dealing with someone who guarantees to sell your home for a price and deadline that you agree to or he'll buy it himself which gives you the chance to make an offer on another home without fear of ending up with two mortgages because you know when and how much your current home will sell. So call the official real estate agent of UTEP, El Paso Locomotive FC, and the Rhinos, the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Brian Birds today, 751-1500, online at brianbirds.com, or Google Brian, B-U-R-D-S, and start packing. All right, he's actually giving uh, listeners a little bonus right now, a little exclusive response time. I, 
I didn't expect that happening this hour. I didn't expect that either. And I think the coaches at the gym right now has some time uh, to respond to listeners. And I think they're going to appreciate getting a tweet from him or a post from him on social directly. I think that makes uh, it a little bit more special. And I'm excited to have an off-season check-in with him tomorrow. I think a lot of UTEP basketball fans are anxious to see what this team will look like. Uh, still some newness to this squad, yep. led by their newcomer and Zid Powell, the Buffalo transfer. So, yeah, let's talk some UTEP basketball. I'm excited. I saw John Dos Anjos along with um, one of the other uh, UTEP miners who is uh, truly uh, one of my favorites, and uh, you might imagine who that would be, Calvin Solomon. They were at uh, the Chihuahuas game last Friday for a event uh, that our pal Wind Supply El Paso put together. In fact, it was, uh, I love this, a little NIL deal, which is what it's all about. So good job, Renee, Rebecca, and the whole team at Wind Supply El Paso. Big, big supporters of us and of UTEP. And they had them there, and um, we've seen this a lot. Like, Wind Supply has done this. I've seen other um, UTEP clients do this as well, where they'll bring some some athletes in and, and uh, have them for events. And when we talked to um, Dos Anjos and Solomon, hey, they've both been very pleased with the way summer's gone. Uh, the most important thing for Dos Anjos is he's been healthy, and what a difference that's made for him. You know, I feel like he really loves El Paso. Jonathan Dos Anjos has embraced the community since being here. He was one of the first of that recruiting class to commit to being a minor. Uh, I know that he's a D1 bounce back, and he's proven that he can win UTEP games. I mean, look at the UTSA game on the road last year. He splashes a bunch of threes. He helps lead the charge back for the minors in that victory for them. So he's entering his senior season. He wants to have a good year this season with the minors, and uh, I'm excited for him. I am optimistic about Jonathan Dosanjos, and as far as Calvin Solomon goes, well, he could be an all-conference type of player. That's uh, the caliber that he brings every time he steps foot on the floor for the minors. So, yeah, a little bit of UTEP basketball talk. I like it right here is at the start of the football season. I like it, too. I like the crossover because before you know it, not only is, uh, is it going to be October and we'll be a month and a half into football season, but we're going to start getting regular UTEP basketball practice and they're going to be gearing up for uh, for the start of their season which will be right around the corner so it's not that much longer before the men and the women will be playing and we're looking forward to also getting Keith Adams back in the show and you know what you're doing a state of the men's basketball program I might need to stop by and and, and have our uh, good old pal Keith uh, tell us a little bit about uh, her preview for the women's basketball season think about women's basketball and conference USA for a second they bring back the top three teams of the league so while you might make an argument that CUSA is uh, a little bit down in quality in football or in men's basketball you could make that argument you can't really make that argument Argument for women's basketball. Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, and UTEP all back uh, in this conference this season. Plus, they lose some of the worst teams in the conference previously on the women's basketball side, like UTSA. So I'm excited for the women's basketball season in a big way. They were able to get some really big names on their squad. Yep. So expectations should be high uh, for Keitha Adams and company. I agree with you. So we'll look forward to that as well as we get closer to the start of basketball season. But coming up next, Bernie Olivas is going to be dropping by. The 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios for our first Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch of the season. That's straight ahead right here, 600 ESPN El Paso.
Adrian brought us. Uh, we're so excited about hour number two of Sports Talk. Not to mention the season debut of the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch. Along with Adrian Broadus, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. We've got John Teicher coming up later in the hour. He'll be ready for the uh, second uh, edition of UTEP Football with Dana Dimmel. Meanwhile, we got Bernie Olivas with us now and our Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch. And Bernie is, man, Bernie's ready. He's got it all. Look at this. He's Look at this! Look at this layout, Adrian. He's yes. got he's got stats, games, schedules, everything you might imagine. He's ready to go. This is very serious here. I actually need uh, to still treat both of you to some uh, Chick Fil A from last year. Yes, uh, I owe both of you all lunch. Uh, we ne- we need to plan that out. And this is serious. We take our research serious here for the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch every single year. And this is one of my favorite segments every single week. Well, it's great to be back. Like I said, it seemed like just yesterday, you know, we were we were finishing up the state, uh, you know, the Tony the, the Tony the Tiger Sumble watch, and after the great game that we that we had last year, it was unbelievable. And it just, I'm glad to be back, and it's awesome. And we're excited about the football season. I said, hope we can get another game like we had uh, this last December. I just want to remind everybody this year, the game, you know, the date's the 29th. We're normally the 30 December 31st game, the 31st on a Sunday this year. And then the, the CFP uh, semis are on the thirty on the thirtieth, so our game will be on the 29th. It's still Friday, which I think is still the second best uh, best day for college football. Even though nowadays you can watch football whenever you want, all seven days, seven days of the week now. So, That's true. Well, thanks for be having me again. It's this is awesome to be here, and I'm, we're ready to go. We have so much to talk about today. We are going to do the. Uh, Chick-fil-A, Tony the Tiger, Sun Bowl, select them contest during the show. That is a tradition. Adrian, have you already filled out your picks, or are you going to be like me and pick on the fly? I'll pick on the fly with you. That's exactly right. I have not uh, uh, logged in, but I will sign up right now while we're talking. I just logged back in. You can use your same email and password as last year. They've already got you in the system, so you don't have to fill out a new one. So I've done that already. But before we get to those games and Let's talk about the summer. What a crazy summer, really. And, you know, you, the Alamo Bowl, the Holiday Bowl, the Vegas Bowl, you've all had to deal with the same situation right now, which is trying to navigate through the the craziness that is what happened to the Pac-12. And let's be honest, this year, Bernie, everybody's still in, which is really going to probably be the last year that we're going to have something like this. But it's a shame that a conference that's been around as long as it has and has done so much over the years, well, this is their swan song. Yeah, all indications uh, point to the fact that they're going to fold, you know, after that after this year, and, uh, you know, they're spread out all over the place. They've already lost eight teams to different conferences. The word is, of course, the word changes every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word is they're going to lose that in a couple more to the ACC. Right. Uh, and, again, uh, you know, it's funny that uh, – a lot of a lot of times when we were negotiating, a lot of commerce thought that you know El Paso was too far away from you know from all you know from the ACC schools and the Big Ten schools. Well, they cannot use that excuse anymore because now you got coast to coast conferences. You got USC and UCLA heading all the way to Maryland and, and Rutgers. And if uh, if what everybody is saying now, you're going to have Stanford and Cal heading all the way down to the you know the ACC. That's what everybody's saying. Of course, things change every day. So as of, as of right now. Uh, the only thing we're pretty sure of is that the Pac-12 is going to fold. Yeah. And uh, we're actively seeking, you know, other conferences to fill in that slot. And I think we're going to be all right with our 
90-year-old uh, tradition and uh, with, with our reputation, I don't think we'll have a problem uh, hooking up with uh, another Power 5 conference. Well, there's three to choose from because you're already in the ACC, so that right there already counts. And funny enough, two of the Pac-12 will end up in the ACC, so who knows? Maybe down the road they come to the uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl anyway, talking about, again, uh, you know the big two right now with Cal and Stanford. You, you'll never know. You're absolutely right. And of course, uh, you know the Big Ten took. Uh, you know they took four of their teams, two of their teams, uh, four of their teams. I'm sorry, and uh, so we'll see what happens. But right now, for this year, we do have the Pac-12 and the ACC one more time. And uh, who knows? We might have the last. We might be playing the last Pac-12 football game in existence, unless one of those schools makes the one of those schools like USC makes the playoffs. Because we play on the 29th. I don't think there's any bowls after us that would have an AC, uh, Pac-12 team. So. That's wild. That's a good piece of history right there, that if nobody from the Pac-12 makes the uh, bowl playoffs, you could have the last ever Pac-12 bowl game? It's possible. Wow. It's possible. So uh, looking forward to this year. And like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with next year and the year after that, uh, you know, when the time comes. Right now we're, we're getting ready for a Pac-12 ACC uh, matchup on December 29th. Isn't it tough, though, to think about the future of the game? Because there's so much uncertainty. We've heard so many rumors as to what could happen, whether the uh, Big Ten and SEC breaks apart and they fall, like they're the top and everybody's below them. Will college football form eventually a 40 or 80 team super league? I mean, there's just no telling right now. All we know is that um, every couple years, it seems like uh, schools always, they're, they're all right now jockeying for, for money. That's ultimately what it comes down to. A lot of dollars, a lot of big money coming with these TV deals. Exactly, and that's unfortunately that's what it's all about right now. It is about the dollars, and uh, you know I don't think the best interest of the athletes are are being considered. It's mostly you know unless they're thinking that that money is going to be better for the athletes. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's just disconcerting right now. You know when we sit here, and it's hard to talk to any of the conferences right now because right now the Bulls are the last thing on their minds right now. They're they're trying to figure out who's going to be and where and how and how they're going to do the schedule. So, uh, you know, you send emails, you know, you, you call people and, you know, it's hard to talk to them about, you know, about where we're going to go because they're, uh, they have a lot more pressing inter- you know, issues to, to go through it rather than uh, just the bowls. But I think it's important to note one thing, that as you're talking to other conferences about a potential future partnership once the, pack, once the dust settles with the Pac-12, this bowl game pays enough that you're going to slot in somewhere in a pretty favorable spot. It's not like you're going to be at the very bottom of either of these leagues and have to take from whatever's left. There's plenty of bowl games that have affiliations that don't pay very much. They're very small payouts, and over the years, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl has turned into one of the better-paying bowl games in the country. Yes, which is is disconcerting to us because – when the, if everything happens after this year and everybody moves in 24, our contracts run through the 20 to, through the 2025 games. So after the 20 after this year's game and we go to another conference, they have they have contracts with other bowls. So where we fit in uh, is going to be tough because they have contracts with other bowls. So we might have to wait till the 26 game to be able to move up in the, in the you know in the pecking order. At least that's the way that's the way I see it right now. Things could change. But, well, uh, and I'm wondering about that because, like, when Vegas came in 
and they just jumped right in with their Pac-12 uh, agreement, and they vaulted all the way near the top of the pecking order. Was that because all the other agreements had ended, or was that because the Pac-12 made uh, some kind of uh, an exception for them? But they were already they already had a contract with the Pac-12. That's that was the difference. They used to pick behind us, right? And when they got the new stadium and and, and had uh, more money, jumped up. They jumped up because they offered more money. So, but they were all they already had were all already contracted with a Pac-12. So, uh, you know, we are not contracted with a Pac, you know, with a Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC. So they have contracts already with with the other bowls. So, again, all this is speculation. We don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to happen. I'm just uh, looking at all the possible scenarios, and hopefully we can slip in there, you know, where we, you know, where, you know, where we pay, uh, we do pay more than a lot of the, a lot of their contracted bowls right now. Go make a side deal with Notre Dame to uh, take them until uh, things start to open up in these other in these other conferences. I would do that in a heartbeat. I bet you would. I bet <laughs> you would. So, like I said, college football is in a kind of upside down mode right now, and uh, like I said, it, it, you know, the rumors change every day, almost every day. There was supposed to be a uh, a vote among the uh, the ACC presidents to see whether they would accept uh, Stanford, mm-hmm. Cal, and uh, and SMU as well. Uh, so I have not. I've been kind of keeping, you know, keeping my eye on the on on the computer on the internet to see if anything's happened. Uh, right before I came down here, nothing has happened. So uh, if that happens, then for sure the Pac-12 is uh, is going to dissolve. There was word that the four remaining schools of the Pac-12 wanted, to, you know, they were going to want to invite some Mountain West schools and keep it, you know, and and keep it going with eight, you know, with eight schools. But uh, that has died down as well. Yeah, because chances are that would never be a Pac-5, a, pa- a Power Five league exactly. anymore. So what's the point of leaving and making a parallel move? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Exactly. So and and not only that, if you're saying what you're saying about you know having to wait until these conferences have their their deals end to try to get your spot in the pecking order, that'll be that's going to be the same thing for the Alamo Bowl. That's going to be the same thing for Absolutely. the Holiday Bowl. And these are all bowl games that are like this, like the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, major bowl games with big big dollars. But you're all in the same boat right now. Exactly, and you know that's I, you know I call my colleagues and ask them what they what are they hearing and what are we hearing? We all we're all hearing the same thing. Nothing much yet, uh, but we're always, obviously we all have to go find new new partners, new bowl partners. Uh, I think the ACC is safe with us, and we love that conference. I think they've been really good good to us and good for us, and uh, and see what happens from there. Maybe you do a joint with all three, SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12, and a bunch of you kind of pull together with these leagues, and that way you all you all have a spot in one of the Power Fives when it's all said and done. Oh, instead absolutely. Of, instead, of an at, instead of an at-large where you might be in a situation where you have to take a group of five schools. Yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot of possibilities, just like the possibilities that's going on in college football right now as to who's going where. So uh, we, uh, we're, we're keeping our eyes wide open, our ears to the ground, just seeing what's going to happen, and... Uh, I uh, with our with our longevity and our tradition, I, th- I think we're going to land on our feet. We're going to land on pretty strong. Does the Big Ten and the Big Twelve have the same expiration right now with a lot of their bowl partners, or same year, or are they different years? No, I'm pretty sure that they all do because when all these new contracts were signed, they signed them in conjunction with the six years that the CFP had signed. Mm. You know, for when it was still the four team four team playoff, so everybody signed contracts to end with the CFP contract, and now. The CFP has kind of jumped, and they were instead of in twenty six, they're going to twenty four for that for the expansion. Don't forget, it was supposed to be it was supposed to go through twenty five as well. That yeah. the fourteen playoff, but they moved it up. To, they moved it up to twenty four. So now, uh, 
So I think I think all contracts, and I'm not sure on this, but I think all contracts end at the same time. And your contract with CBS is extended through the 2025 game. It's the same. It, correct. Okay. Correct. So there's three years left on that particular Three deal. games left, correct. Three games left. That's right. Okay, good. Listen, you've, you've given us some good primer, some good information as we get things started. But uh, when we come back, let's, uh, why don't we start picking some games? What do you think? Oh, I'd love it. All right. Uh, Bernie is here. The Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum Contest as well. But before we do anything, let's get right back to Charlie One and uh, our first traffic update of our 5 o'clock hour. Way. He should be here walking in momentarily. Super excited about having him with us for another edition of the uh, Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum Contest. In fact... Um, Adrian, I had forgotten that you owe us all lunch until today. So I am super happy for that reminder that you brought up. I had even forgotten about it. So thank you for uh, mentioning the fact that, yes, uh, last year you, uh, you were right there towards the end. But unfortunately, things did not work out well down the stretch. Then you kind of took a couple of big plays hoping to, to come through. And unfortunately, it just didn't happen. That's right, and I have to be true to my word. I have to treat you all. Uh, Chick-fil-A is awesome. I love going there for lunch, and I've got to treat you all to some lunch there, thanks to uh, my loss here in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch. And I've been listening, I've been watching the commercials. they got a new sandwich out there that I want to try, so uh, bring mm. your pocketbook. Okay, I'm ready to go. Uh, like you like that. the lemonade? Are, are you going lemonade or tea, Bernie? What, what do you do there? You know what? I don't, uh, I don't drink uh, uh, caffeine, so I'm going with water. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm big on the water, but I will say this. They make a mean lemonade. I might, lemonade I can do. There's yeah. no caffeine in lemonade. No, there's no lemonade. I, no caffeine. That's true. A, a caffeine, you would have caffeine in the iced tea. Right. But not in the lemonade. All right. And we are going to get into our Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sumble Selectum contest in a moment. But before we do, it is up right now at Sumble.org. Anybody can play. Great prizes every week. And, of course, the grand prize wins the, the, the huge package from our friends at Chick-fil-A as Anthony has just arrived. Awesome. Couldn't ask for a better sponsor for this. I think this is a great contest. Oh, my God. Hope bearing, everybody's listening. He's bearing gifts. How great is that? So he has come by. Bearing gifts. This is what I. This is this is what it's all about. As we welcome Anthony Martinez from Chick Fil A Airway back to the show. Uh, great to see you. You flew down here and you made it just in the nick of time. Grab that microphone right over there next to you and uh, tell me how's the summer been treating you, Anthony? Uh, it's been it's been a great summer. Uh, you know, minus the uh, 120 degree days. You know, you take that out of the equation, but it's well, been good. Busy. I uh, can't believe that uh, football season's here. I mean, it's the best time of the year. It's crazy, isn't it, that it's already here? Yes. I know. Excited. We are excited. How are things going out at, uh, at Chick-fil-A on Airway? Good. We, we actually have uh, two products that we uh, rolled out yesterday, so we're excited. we got a new milkshake uh, for the season and, and a new sandwich. We don't do uh, a lot of new sandwiches very often, so that's something new that we're doing that started yesterday. So uh, excited, uh, ready for you know, something a little different from us. I mentioned that new sandwich right before you came in because old Adrian owes his lunch at Chick-fil-A from last year. Yes, so uh, I heard. Hey, they got a new sandwich I want to try out. Tell, right. us about the, tell us about the new sandwich and the new milkshake. What are we talking about here, Anthony? Yeah, so the new sandwich, it, it's a mouthful to say. So it's the uh, honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. Oh, so my God, that sounds amazing. It's, uh, uh, you take our original chicken sandwich. Uh, you throw a little honey on there. 
Um, you know, you top it off with some pimento cheese and then, of course, some uh, jalapenos. And it creates a, a very unique flavor, obviously. So, um, you know, we, we, we've uh, tested it uh, and uh, got a lot of rave reviews around the country. And so now we brought it out nationwide. Fantastic. And uh, just excited to uh, share it with you all. I brought you all a, a treat to, to try. Oh, that sounds so good. And the milkshake, what are we talking about? Milkshake as well, yeah. So that's the caramel crumble oh. uh, milkshake. And it's, good you know, Lord. seasonal, obviously, for the fall. Um, so it, it says it in the name. So, you know, with the uh, butterscotch caramel flavor. And then uh, we also throw in some blondie uh, cookie crumbles in there as well. So uh, it's wow. a great hit. Adrian, lunch was sounding good to begin mm. with. Now it sounds even better than ever. Wait, wait. I can't turn my mic on. My stomach's growling. Yeah, I, I figured as much. <laughs> you know who made the pimento, the pimento cheese sandwiches famous? Uh, the Masters. The Masters. That's right. Yes. The Masters. You've well, had, had them in Augusta, oh, haven't I, you? Oh, about a dozen every day I go there that Do I've been really? there. They're, yeah, they're they, fantastic. Like a, like a when 50? I heard pimento at, at uh, Chick-fil-A, I yeah. said, all right. <laughs> I and, can't wait. And it's a really simple sandwich at Augusta, right? Yeah. Just on white bread. Yes, just on white bread. They got the three sandwiches. They got the mm. the uh, the egg salad, the pimento cheese, and the chicken salad sandwich. Those okay. are the three big ones. Now, Anthony, are you ready to pick games for this first week as our our first celebrity picker of the season? I am. I am. I, I'm changing my strategy from last year. What was your strategy? Uh, give us a, give my, us the change for this year. My uh, last year, I just went all underdogs every game, and uh, it worked out for some mm. games, but uh, not for all. So I, I just. Uh, this year, I, I did uh, a little bit more work and, you know, did an, uh, a little bit of a mental workout. Uh, some good games on, on the there on is. the lineup for uh, first week, so that's nice to see. Was your tag team partner, Joy, okay with you handling the picking solo for today? You know what? She was. Uh, she actually uh, made me look silly last year. Yeah, I, th- I think she might have uh, beat all of us, or at least mm. she was pretty much tied with uh, first place. She, was she just... Uh, Kind of randomly picked them based on the names that she liked. Uh, I like that. <laughs> By the color strategy. of their uniforms. Yes. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We'll start it off with a game that uh, will kick off on Thursday night. It is the first of many for our first week. Florida and Utah. That's right. It's going to be at uh, in Salt Lake City. The um, and this is the first game for everybody. So uh, the uh, Utes six and a half point favorites. Oh, okay, Anthony, uh, you're a celebrity guest. Uh, start us off in this one. Okay, so I'm I'm going to go Utah. I think it all has to do with uh, home field advantage here. Uh, obviously, playing on on different ends of the country, so I think that's gonna that's gonna prove a lot. Even though uh, Utah is ranked, Florida is not ranked. I think it's going to be a close game, but I see Utah pulling it out. All right, so Utah right now, Bernie, your turn. You know, I to, for this game, I don't think it mattered where they were going to play. I think Utah is going to win this game. They are a pretty good football team. Yeah. And Florida's, you know, they're they're always been good, but I think Utah's got a much better team this year. I'm going Utah. All right. So two for Utah. Adrian, your turn. No question about it. Quarterback Cam Rising's back. He's eighteen and six as a starting quarterback. Uh has back to back Pac twelve championship appearances. Maybe another one is on the horizon for him and Utah. Give me the Utes. All right. Uh, Gator Richard is not going to be happy here because we are all unanimous with the 14th-ranked team in the country at home. We're all going Utah over Florida. We'll see what happens. And that's a Thursday night, 6 o'clock. That takes us to Friday's game, 5.30. It's going to be Louisville and Georgia Tech. Uh, this game will be kicking off from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. 
Um, Louisville on the road, seven and a half point favorites. Bernie will go to you to lead us off. You know, Louisville was very close to being one of our teams last year at Sun Bowl. And of course, nobody has played a game, so we don't have any records to go by. And they're on the road against Georgia Tech. I am going to go with the Cardinal and Louisville. Okay, uh, Cardinal for you. What about uh, you, Adrian? I like uh, Louisville's quarterback, Jack Plummer. He's a former Purdue and Cal transfer. Give me Louisville here in this game. All right, we're three for three. I'm also going to take Louisville as the road dogs, which uh, Anthony leads us to you. Yeah, let's make it four. I'm also going with Louisville on this one. All right, Raw unanimous, which then takes us to another game uh, coming up uh, on uh, Friday. In fact, actually, I'm sorry, Saturday will be this next game. Uh, and it will be none other than at 10 o'clock in the morning, the Tennessee Volunteers, 12th in the country, against Virginia. Um, how lopsided is this one? Tennessee is a four-touchdown favorite. 28 points at home against Virginia. Adrian. So uh, Joe Milton's the guy that everybody's going to be watching for number 12 Tennessee this entire year, their quarterback. Uh, I have no question about this one. Give me the volunteers. It will be a lopsided finish. I like Virginia. I've always liked Virginia as an ACC team. I don't like them here, especially now. Uh, covering a 28-point spread is one thing. Winning outright is something else. I'm with you. I'm going to go uh, Virginia, uh, uh, Tennessee at home to beat Virginia. All right, Anthony, your turn. Yeah, I'm also going Tennessee. I think this is uh, one of the easier picks. Uh, I think they're actually going to even cover the spread. All right, and Bernie? I hate to go against the ACC versus the SCC, but uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going with Tennessee as well. All right. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? This is about lunch at the end of the year. I right? know. This, got... this is serious <laughs> uh, serious stuff we're talking That's about. That's right. Uh, 10 o'clock on Saturday from Fort Worth at Amon G. Carter Stadium. It'll be TCU hosting Colorado. Uh, TCU... 20-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, they are now in the Big 12. Um, I'll lead this one off. Listen, uh, I know it's Dion. I know it's the hype. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. TCU is too good of a team. They're ready to go. I will take uh, TCU uh, to win this one, Anthony. Yeah, I think this is a, a also a pretty easy pick. I think uh, Dion's going to get the hype, and there will be a lot of people watching, but unfortunately to watch them lose, TCU is going to win this one. Bernie. Colorado's got a long way to go. Uh, and like I said, they might be better than they have been in the last couple of years, but they're not going to go to Tennessee and beat Tennessee on the road. I'm going uh, TC, uh, TCU. All right. And uh, Adrian? Yeah, no question about it. Give me the Horn Frogs. All right. So far, we've uh, picked four games, and we are all in agreement. Let's go to game five. Uh, this is going to be a Pac-12 affair that also has some interest on the line. Number 10, Washington hosting Boise State from Husky Stadium in Seattle. Boise, a very good football team. They're 14.5-point underdogs, Anthony, as they head into this one against the Huskies. Yeah, Boise State's always a tough team to play. Um, I, I think the key in this one is uh, Washington's playing at home. Um, so I do like them as the favorites in this one. I'm taking okay. Washington. Washington it is. Bernie? Got to go, gotta go with the Huskies. Uh, again, Boise State's not what they were a few years ago. Washington is still ranked in the top ten. That's why I'm going with. I'm going with the Huskies. Okay. Adrian? 
I think the Huskies are a dark horse to come out of the Pac-12 as possibly a, a championship contender. Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback, is back uh, for another season. So give me them. Give me the Huskies. I think we're all in agreement. We like Boise, just not in this one. So we'll all go Washington over Boise State as we hit the bottom of the hour. Let's uh, take the turn into um, game number six. It's going to be Washington State visiting Colorado State. This has a chance to be a very good game from Canvas Stadium in Fort Collins, Colorado. Washington State on the road. Bernie, 11-point favorites. Uh, Can uh, Wazoo get it done? Or will Colorado State, always been a tough team in Fort Collins, uh, give the upset home win? Going with the Cougs. I think the Cougs are going to pull this one out Uh, again. it looks so far after picking five games, I think it's going to come down um, at least among, among the four of us to, to the point totals at the end because we're all picking <laughs> the same teams. But I'm going with the Cougs. I'm going with Washington State. Yeah, it sure sounds like that. All right, uh, Washington State it is. Uh, your turn, Adrian. Cameron Ward is their next quarterback. He just helped Incarnate Ward reach the FCS semifinals and led that team for two seasons. Give me Washington State. I'm excited for Ward's season. All right, we're three for three. I'm going Washington State on the road, too. Anthony, what do you say? Yeah, this is Washington State on this one. All right. Then we go to our next game. This one is the Battle of the Carolinas. North Carolina going to Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte to visit South Carolina. Fascinating game with uh, ACC versus SEC here. And uh, North Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, Adrian. Ooh, this is maybe the time to pick an upset. Give me South Carolina. Nothing on paper tells me that they should win this one. Maybe Spencer Rattler needs to get people excited about the Gamecock season. Give me South Carolina. Upset. All right. Mac, uh, Mac Brown is still coaching in North Carolina, right? Yes, he is. Checked. Yes. All right. And for that reason and that reason alone, I will take number 21, North Carolina. I feel like Mac Brown is uh, has done terrific things back there again for a second go-around. I think it's going to be a fun game, a great game. But, uh, Anthony, I will take North Carolina to win on the road. What about you? You know, South Carolina's pulled some pretty good upsets the uh, last couple of years. Um Let's stick with North Carolina. I think North Carolina is going to do it. Bernie, which Carolina is going to come out on top? You know, this. You know, they're not playing at South Carolina. This is a neutral side game. That's sort of. Well, South Carolina is the home team, but it is. It's, a home it's an team. NFL stadium. It's That's yes. correct. Yeah, they're playing in Charlotte. Yep. Uh, in That's true. No- Charlotte, North Carolina. By right. The way. Right. So, right. but and I, I just like Mac Brown. You know, when when they hired him, I thought, why why would they go after you know the guy that's already up in age? This guy's done a tr- tremendous job, and I think he's got a few years left in him too. I'm going. I'm going with Tar Heels in North Carolina. Okay. Next up, Oregon State and San Jose State. It's going to be Sunday, September 3rd, 1.30, primetime on CBS from CEFCU Stadium in San Jose, California. Now, Oregon State is on the road taking on a San Jose State team that already lost 56-28 in that game to USC, which was played on Saturday. As you would be expected, Oregon State, 16.5-point favorites over San Jose State, who had a great season last year. But again, two tough opponents, 18th-ranked team in the country to greet them. I'll take Oregon State. I think San Jose State uh, will not be able to win this one despite hosting the Pac-12 opponent. Anthony, your turn. Yeah, I think this is uh, one of those others uh, easier 
easier choice here. Oregon State's going to roll on this one. All right. What about you, Burn? Oregon State, no doubt. Adrian? Uh, DJ Uya Ungalule and Oregon State. Two to go, and here we go. Uh, this one. Did you pick? Um, yeah, I picked first. I picked first, and I, I picked Oregon State when I let it off. Gotcha. All right, you, there we go. Now it's going to be back to Anthony and then you for our final two games. Let's get right to it because this one's going to be fun. Sunday, 5.30, ABC, LSU and Florida State from Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Now, again, that's not the home for Florida State. So even though they are the home team, not their home stadium. LSU, fifth in the country. Florida State, eighth in the country. LSU, two-and-a-half-point favorites, Anthony, as we begin this big showdown. Yeah, this is, this is definitely the game of the week. Uh, I went back and forth on this one, and uh, just being the way we've picked them so far, I had LSU's circle, but you know what? I don't know. Something's telling me it's going to be Florida State's uh, upset. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to switch my pick here. I'm going to go Florida State with the upset over Ooh, LSU. Listen to you going FSU at home. All right, Bernie, your turn. Again, this one, this one was tough because both coaches are pretty good, great guys. You got, you got Brian Kelly over there, and you got Mike Norvell over at, uh, at Florida State. And Florida State's the ACC team. Uh, but I think I am going to go with LSU for this one. I hate to go against ACC, but I just uh, – yeah. But uh, I'm going with LSU. All right. Your turn, Adrian. I love all the Sun Bowl connections in this game. Mike Norvell hired for Florida State in a transition year. Uh, Brian Kelly, of course. But also uh, his quarterback, uh, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback for LSU. He was previously the quarterback at Arizona State when they came to the Tony the Mm -hmm. Tiger Sun Bowl. And they won it here in El Paso. Give me LSU. I like them in this one. All right. Uh, Anthony, I always suggest stick with your gut. But I'm going to stick with your gut. I'm going LSU as well, uh, thinking it's going to be a good one. But if you win at Florida State, you're going to have a big game up on all three of us. So that is fun. And it takes us into our final pick of the week, Clemson and Duke. This game is going to be played at Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham. Duke hosting Clemson, the ninth-ranked team in the country. Clemson, nearly two touchdown favorites over the Blue Devils. Minus 13, Bernie, as we head into our final pick of the day. You know, Duke was only a couple of points away from coming to the last year's Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. As a matter of fact, I was at that Pitt Duke game, and we were going to take the winner of that game. And uh, they, uh, I think they, they did. I, th- I thought for a while they did. They made a coaching mistake by uh, not kicking a field goal. Haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, but I still think Clemson is going to be is going to beat them. Uh, Duke is yeah. their coach like is tremendous. Duke. I like Duke. I know they're going to be good. They were almost here. They go there on their way up. Uh, you know, Coach Cutcliffe was one of my one of my could be the favorite coach I've ever had here. But their new yeah. coach is awesome as well. He's a great coach, great person. But I I've got to go with Clemson. You beat you beat Clemson, and that puts Duke on the map nationally this Absolutely. year. That's huge. All right, yes. what about you, Adrian? Uh, no question. I got number nine, Clemson. All right, uh, your turn, Anthony. Yeah, this is uh, Clemson on this one. They're under the radar as they have been the last few years, and they just keep winning. Okay, I'll take Clemson as well. So we're all unanimous with Clemson over Duke, which leads us to the tiebreaker. Total number of points scored during the Louisville-Georgia Tech game. All right, Anthony, uh, give us a total. I'm going to go with 49. 49 for Anthony. All right, uh, Bernie, your turn. I'm going a little bit lower. I'm going 42. 
42 for Bernie, which leads Adrian. 54 on my end. All right. Reverse those numbers. I'm going 45 on the total. 45. By the way, in case you're wondering, the over-under currently for that Louisville-Georgia Tech game, 48 and a half. 48 and a half. So that means that Anthony and uh, Adrian going over. Bernie and uh, yours truly going under. First game of the year, little jitters. Yeah. You know, they don't have their timing down against a, a, an opponent. So I'm, I'm, that's why one of the reasons I went low. All right. My picks have been saved. I'm sure yours have as well. Uh, all of our picks have been recorded. Anthony, uh, we appreciate you coming by and uh, telling us about what you've got going on. A lot of new things happening. But uh, I'll tell you this much. Uh, when you talk about Chick-fil-A, it's consistency. It's dedication to customer service. And it's really that commitment to excellence that continues to make a Chick-fil-A one of the top destinations anywhere in town year after year. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. And uh, I know for you, you've got a very hardworking team, don't you? Uh, we do. I mean, it, it it's all happens. It's, it's not me that makes it happen. It's our team that makes it happen each and every day. And every interaction that we get uh, to try and make a, a guest have a, a great experience, that, that's what we're all about. And, and also just to uh, love on each other, our our you know, our team members, and uh, we have to love on each other in order to love on others. So, Once again, there are 13 weekly winners uh, from this contest that we play, and it's all about who accumulates the most points with the tiebreaker, and then the 13 weekly winners will win two 2023 Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl tickets automatically advance to championship week where they will predict the winners of each of the college football conference championship games. Contested with the most points will win two outdoor club section tickets to the 2023 Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl along with a parking pass as well as additional goodies from Chick-fil-A. Bernie, what a contest. It's great. Like I said, just want to remind everybody, there are no points involved here. Just pick the winners. And again, if you're thinking, well, these guys are getting 14 points or 28 points, doesn't matter. Just pick the winners. Very easy. And like I said, if it comes down to the tiebreaker, it comes down to the tiebreaker. But, yeah, we want to give away a lot of tickets this year. Is this the year that one of us break through and win the week against everybody that plays the contest? Uh, we've only been doing this for I don't know how many years, and we haven't even come close. So. I know. Well, it's our turn. I would hope it so. is our turn. I think that would be the way to go. Sunbull.org, folks, for those uh, for those uh, registrations. You'll be all set and good to go. And starting next week, Bernie, we're going to play trivia in addition to picking and give a lucky listener a chance to win a pair of tickets to a Tony the Tiger Sunbull. Yeah, so like I said, there's about 24 different ways to win tickets to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. You know, 12 here and, tw- you know, 12 on our pick'em contest and 12 on our, our, our trivia, uh, trivia questions answers. So, uh, be list, keep on listening every Tuesday afternoon and just go to our website at www.sumbowl.org. And again, it's totally free to enter. All right. Great stuff, Bernie. Terrific seeing you. We'll do this every week. Anthony, thank you so much for stopping by as well. No, thank you for having me. We'll come back. John Teicher is going to join us on our final countdown. And then 20 minutes from now, it's UTEP football with Dana Dimmel, all coming up here on your home for UTEP Sports, 600 ESPN El Paso.